Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? It's your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. It is Wednesday, November 25th, the eve of American Thanksgiving. I say American Thanksgiving and not just Thanksgiving because I, of course, am Canadian and we had our Thanksgiving uh, last month. So happy early Thanksgiving to you all. And I'm excited to bring you this last episode of the week, uh, which I will explain here in a moment. But first, let me remind you that the podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you can get podcasts. You can subscribe, download, listen, and enjoy. And if you could also leave a rating and a review, that would be very much appreciated. For those of you on social media, the podcast can be found at LO underscore Boston Bruins on Twitter and Locked On Boston Bruins on Instagram. I can be found at Ian C. McLaren on both platforms. Now, I mentioned this is a daily podcast this week, only two episodes. There was one on Monday where we looked at the which Bruins wore it best, numbers 70 to 79. Go back and listen to that if you missed it. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Jake DeBrusque re-signing two-year deal and also looking at some news and notes from around the NHL and a couple mailbag questions. Uh, there will not be an episode on Friday. Not only because of the holiday, but also because I am headed away for a couple days uh, with my wife to celebrate uh, early my birthday, which is next week. Uh, so no episode on Friday, but I'll be back on Monday uh, and uh, looking forward to uh, bringing you the return of a, of a very special guest on Monday as well. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, let's begin with the big news that dropped after uh, Monday's episode came out. And that was the Bruins re-signing 24-year-old Jake DeBrusque to a two-year contract with an annual cap hit of $3.675 million. I had an opportunity to go on Edmonton Radio yesterday to discuss this contract, among other things. And I said, it's pretty much what I hoped would happen uh, in the end between these two parties. Jake DeBrusque is a very talented young forward who has struggled with consistency issues and has not quite broken out in the way that Bruins fans had hoped for, taking a step back this season over last in terms of overall goal production. But he is a 30-goal threat, to be sure. And I think this deal obviously works well for the Bruins, as it's a very team-friendly cap hit, uh, a bridge deal, which I think fits in line with DeBrusque's career trajectory to date. Uh, he hasn't quite earned that big, long-term, big-money deal. And it's also a bit of a show-me deal on DeBrusque's side, where he can prove that he is a legitimate, performative, top-six goal scorer who can... Uh, command that kind of big money on his next deal. Don Sweeney said 
after the signing that we all understand what the challenge is in regards to the cap. The Bruins had only about $6.6 million left prior to this signing. And he added where we were this time last year versus where we are now and the forecasting going forward. It was expected that the cap would go up this season. It remained level because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Sweeney said, we all have to realize that things just don't work in a linear fashion. You have to prepare accordingly. Some teams will have to make judgment decisions, internal decisions, and the lineups and rosters will change accordingly. But we're very appreciative of being able to have a really good young player who has been very productive for us and really has a new platform going forward for him to take things as far as he wants. So that's kind of... Yeah, Don Sweeney reiterating that DeBrusque, a very talented player, he now has an opportunity on this deal to um, really perform beyond it and set himself up for a nice payday in a couple years where hopefully the cap will have gone up and the Bruins can accommodate that uh, bigger payday. Uh, But it worked out well that, you know, Within the context of a flat cap, the Bruins were able to get DeBrusque signed. And uh, that was something that I had talked about prior to the playoffs. That it might be a challenge if the Bruins went on a deep run. DeBrusque exploded and had like a Conn Smythe-worthy playoff. But that didn't happen. And so they're left with the numbers that he has posted to date. And I think this is a very reasonable contract uh, for both sides. Sweeney added he did have discussions with Jake and his agent Rick Valetti in terms of a long-term deal, and he admitted it's probably on him that it didn't come to fruition. They focused more on a short-term deal given the landscape and the uncertainty, which, you know, is certainly fair because of the flat cap situation. Sweeney says this contract will allow Jake to take his ability to another level with a little more certainty as to where things may head financially with the league moving forward. At this point in time, he said two years felt like the right number. Bruins are fortunate that Rick and Jake saw the common ground and were happy to get it done. He's really been recognized at the top of his peer group, of his comparables, and we're happy to put him there. Uh, You know, it had seemed early on that DeBrusque and his agent were going to push for a longer-term deal, a bigger-term Deal and that might have led to some contention. There was trade speculation going on, but in the end, uh, they were able to come to an agreement and great news for the Bruins, certainly. DeBrusque, of course, entering his fourth NHL campaign, spent much of his career on the second line with David Krejci, approached the 30-goal mark in 2018-19, but um, that... Number dropped a bit this year. He was on pace for about 20 goals uh, in the season that was cut short by the pandemic. And Sweeney says he thinks Jake has a chance to continue to expand his game. He has an innate ability to score goals. He can come up in big situations. Um, He can finish, and he's proven that. But he needs to work on killing penalties. Uh, become a better net front presence Um, and, you know, get inside the dots with consistency, be a little bit more of a threat on a forecheck as 
that kind of big forward. He also needs to be consistently productive. And, you know, Sweeney said there are stretches where if Jake finds a level he's capable of affecting the game in a two-way component, we we might not walk out of the game and think, well, Jake didn't score tonight. He's in a slump. It's not all about that. The puck doesn't go in all the time. All goal scorers go through that. But Jake has an opportunity to impact a game in a lot of different ways. We all want to help him, Sweeney said, the coaches included. Jake himself wants to recognize it and be that impactful player over the course of an entire 60 minutes, as well as on the score sheet. That's something that sets David Pasternak apart from Jake DeBrusque, not only his innate goal-scoring abilities that's you know almost otherworldly, but also he's really grown in that two-way game as well. And hopefully having a consistent right winger in either Andre Kasha or Craig Smith will help as well. It's, it's certainly not easy having that rotating cast of characters. Um, David Krejci's able to handle it because he's obviously more experienced and, and he's kind of used to it. But, um, you know, uh, having that consistent right winger should help Jake as well. We all know that he can be a big game player. We saw that against the Maple Leafs. We saw that amazing goal against the Hurricanes this year. And he has that ability to be kind of a game breaker. But um, yeah, he just needs to find that consistently and also to work on his defensive game and be kind of that two-way threat to really set him apart as an elite left winger. Before I get to Jake's comments on the situation, I should add that Sweeney mentioned he has had Initial talks with both Brandon Carlo and Charlie McAvoy, players who are part of the future, the core, and they'll look to try and do something longer term. Hasn't worked out yet. In this case, it's a bit of the unknown, the financial landscape, and um, so he's kind of focusing more on the present, but those are two big priorities as well. In terms of Zdeno Chara, he added same status quo there, waiting to reconnect with Matt Keeter, who's his agent, as well as Chara. And Chara, in his own right, continues to evaluate the landscape of the league and see where it goes. They are in constant communication. Hopefully, we'll have a target date here at some point in the near future and see what the league determines. And that should help both Chara and the team make a decision. They have, uh, you know, under $3 million in cap space left, so certainly enough to get Chara signed. Um, but we'll see if he has a desire to return, depending on what the NHL landscape looks like. Before we get to Jake DeBrusque's feelings on his new deal, I want to talk for a moment here about Built Bar. Beginning Thanksgiving Day at 5 p.m., there's an all-new white chocolate bar while supplies last. There's white chocolate cookies and cream and white chocolate salted caramel. You'll also get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased, as well as 25% off all products all weekend long. An amazing deal. Go to BuiltBar.com to get 25% off for Black Friday. Plus, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED to get an extra percent off. So go to BuiltBar.com, pick one of these all-new white chocolate bars, get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased, as well as 25% off all products all weekend long. 
and use promo code LOCKED to get an extra percent off as well. What a deal. So how does Jake feel about his new deal? Well, first of all, he said it's been snowing where he is up in Alberta for about four weeks. Didn't prepare for a Canadian winter. Hasn't been around there this long for a while. And he's been shoveling the driveway and uh, getting some lessons in property management, I guess. Hopefully bulking up by uh, doing that. But in terms of his contract, he said it's, it's exciting. It's a big opportunity. He wants to make the most of it. Ever since he's been in Boston, he's been making strides in his estimation. Some ups and downs, but there's a lot of people that have been waiting for me, that being Jake, to take the next step, including myself. That's what I want to do. I'm preparing myself to take that next step, he said. I think it will really help our team. I have confidence that I can do it, uh, which is all amazing to hear. DeBrusque said he agreed with Sweeney's assessment that his game can be taken to another level. The team does have great penalty killers, great special teams, and especially on the forecheck, he's one of the fastest guys, and he can really make a difference that way as well. Put more pressure on D-men and be more physical in the corners, being more of a presence in front of the net as well. Um, pushing the pace of play, pushing the forecheck, disrupting plays, disrupting breakouts. It all goes hand in hand with his game. He's not necessarily thinking differently. It's just being fully aggressive, going all out all the time is kind of what that means. And we saw even last season that uh, DeBrusque had been, you know, given a night off here or there. He had been bumped down to the third line here and there. And I think it was really Bruce Cassidy trying to drill in him the need to go full out every time he touches the ice. Um, in terms of his conditioning, he said he's put on some weight, really attacking, just getting stronger. And he said there's no reason why he can't have at least one hit per game. Goes hand in hand with the forechecking. And if he can, you know, charge the offensive zone, defenseman's back there playing the puck, just bang, try to disrupt the play, get the puck uh, loose from the defenseman, into the hands of uh, one of the four checkers, create some scoring that way. And it's really good to see that Jake is kind of focusing on that aspect of his game as well. And that, again, if he can put all of these things together within the next couple of years, then this current contract for the Bruins could be absolutely amazing value. And it will only set him up for, uh, you know, a bigger payday and greater success down the road. It, it's really beneficial for the team as well. He's a core player and he needs to step up and, you know, be one. Um, he said he'd love to score every single game. Every player in the league would say that it comes with consistency. It's a matter of action, the all around game. And just like Don Sweeney was saying, he's focusing on what he can bring to the game when he's not scoring something that he's tried to focus on. And one thing he'll definitely be changing for the rest of his career. Uh, he said the contract's done now, gives a little more of a timeline in a way. Everybody's in the same boat. Everything seems to be changing. Uh, they want He wants to be ready for January or whenever the season is going to start, if the season's going to start, and we'll touch on that here uh, in a couple moments. Uh, it's been hard, he said, a different offseason for sure. He's itching to get back to Boston, 
and back in black and gold, back in the, or into the new jerseys as well, which uh, I think he'll look pretty smart in. Um, so that's the reaction from Jake DeBrusque. Both sides, very happy with the deal. I, like I said, am very happy with it as well. I've been pushing, advocating for this kind of bridge deal all along. Uh, not that Jake doesn't deserve that long-term security, but also, you know, just the fact that he does have some growing in his game to do in terms of that consistency, in terms of uh, the two-way aspect of his game, physical aspect of his game, and it looks like that is going to be his focus, and that's what we can expect from him moving forward, and if he can put it all together, it will certainly benefit the team as a whole, as well as himself moving forward in terms of uh, future compensation at the NHL level. So all in all, a nice little tidy bit of business for Don Sweeney, who always seems to be able to get players re-signed at team-friendly deals. Um, you know, Bruins have some pretty great contracts all up and down the lineup, a couple ones that we'd like to get off the books, but let's just focus on the positives right now and celebrate the fact that he's back in the mix for at least two more years. And certainly the idea is that he will be a Bruin long-term uh, at what number next that's yet to be determined. And it's really based on how he'll perform over the next couple of years for sure. Before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, I wanted to mention a Built Bar Cyber Monday promotion that's coming up. Again, it involves the new white chocolate uh, bars. While supplies last, there's white chocolate cherry sundae, white chocolate coconut deluxe. And you'll also get two free candy bar brownies with every item purchased while supplies last. Also get 25% off all products plus one free advent calendar with every purchase. Just go to BuiltBar.com, get 25% off for, like I said earlier, Black Friday. Use promo code LOCKED to get an extra percent off. And on Cyber Monday, take advantage of these 25% off all products plus one free advent calendar with every purchase. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bars out there. I've loved each and every one that I've tried. And you can't go wrong with any of their products, but do try their new white chocolate ones for the holiday season. You will not regret it. Now, when it comes to getting back on the ice, Larry Brooks of the New York Post is reporting a lack of progress over the last five days in terms of drafting protocols, and this could jeopardize the NHL's proposed January 1 start date. Well-placed sources tell Brooks of continuing adamant widespread resistance among the NHLPA to the league's recent requests to renegotiate the terms of the recent CBA, which was just agreed upon prior to the playoff return to play plan. And those requests involve extensions and increases to escrow and salary deferral rates. The league made those requests, you know, citing lack of revenue because of COVID-19 and also, uh, you know, imploring on the argument of partnership between the players and the owners. If the owners are hurting, the players need to take a cut as well. At this point, stalled negotiations might be pointing more to a 48-game schedule. And, you know, that would be 
certainly unfortunate, but maybe 82 games was a bit um, ambitious to begin with. The NHL, you know, returned from lockouts in 1994-95 and 2012-2013 for shortened seasons like that in the past. So there's precedent. They would know how to kind of set that up. Kind of in the same situation now. The league does remain focused on playing in home arenas with or without fans in attendance, despite recent positive COVID-19 tests among two NHL teams, those being uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Columbus Blue Jackets that we know of. Now, uh, of course, there would need to be at least a 14-day training camp prior to that. And players reporting to their, uh, you know, NHL cities would also need to quarantine 14 days prior to that. So, you know, um, it could be that we won't see training camp till after the Christmas holidays. Um, Maybe that process will begin after that point because players will likely want to be with their families for Christmas. They were hoping to start January 1st for a 60-game schedule, but if an agreement cannot be reached by the end of this week, it'll probably be late January or early February at the latest. Pierre Lebrun this morning said he's hearing the NHLPA director Donald Fear and NHL commissioner Gary Bettman haven't spoken since last Thursday. Speaks to how the players feel regarding the NHL's salary deferral escrow asks. Still time to salvage this, but this coming week is very important. The two leaders were having nearly daily dialogue most of the offseason, so this communication stalemate is noteworthy for that reason. But LeBron thinks eventually they will uh, get it together. Some good news in terms of hockey as it pertains to uh, Boston, and that's that the Boston Pride will be back in action in late February as the National Women's Hockey League announced a plan to present the upcoming season and 2021 Isabel Cup playoffs at the 1980 rink Herb Brooks Arena in Lake Placid between January 23rd and February 5th. The goal of the NWHL bubble season is to play in a protective environment that prioritizes the health and safety of the players, staff, and surrounding community. So the competition will feature the NWHL six teams, our Boston Pride, the Buffalo Buttes, Connecticut Whale, Metropolitan Riveters, the Minnesota Whitecaps, and the expansion Toronto Six. And uh, that should be very exciting. And hopefully it's uh, televised so that we can all uh, watch that and uh, take it in as well. I wanted to mention one other news item or note item and that was from the st louis blues in regards to tory krug uh, who posted a letter to liam fitzgerald um you know affectionately known as fist bump kid who tweeted after krug signed with the blues that he was obviously very sad that krug was leaving and uh so krug wrote this letter that was posted on the blues website which was very nice and, and i wanted to share it he said I remember the day you first went viral on social media. You were sitting on the bench, giving all of us a fist bump, and then Gregory Campbell fist bumped you so hard that he hurt your hand. I didn't know you very well back then, but that was when I first started to get to know you. 
Do you remember when my defense partner was Adam McQuaid? Well, one time after a game, Adam was going to visit you and asked me to come along to meet his little buddy. After that, I knew you would be one of the most special friends I would ever make in Boston. I remember how Adam told me that you looked up to us, but before the night was over, Adam and I looked up to you. He goes on to say, Thank you for always being a good friend. To celebrate the fact that you've been cancer-free for more than seven years, I'm sending you a gift in the mail. Keep an eye out for it because it should be arriving soon. I'm packing up and I'll be moving to the Midwest soon. I know Boston is a long way from St. Louis, but I want you to know that I'm going, not going to forget you just because I play for the Blues now. We may be further apart, but I'll always cherish the friendship we have. I know you'll be cheering for me back there in Boston. So before I go, I just wanted to say, I love you, dude. Uh, oh man, I'm getting a bit emotional just reading that. So nice of Krug to take some time to do that. While we might still be hurting from his decision to sign with the Blues, it's a reminder that you know he is a, a great guy. We were lucky to have him as a member of the Bruins and uh, do wish him all the best moving forward maybe more on a personal level than uh, a team level at the very least. Now a couple of mailbag questions to end here. And I put out a call on Twitter. Nobody really answered. So my friend Mayor Zilberberg stepped up and asked a couple of questions. She said, you have one regular season game where you can bring back any former Bruin in their prime. Who are you bringing and what team is it against? She also asks dream guest for the show. Those two questions, I would give the same answer, and that would be Cam Neely. I would love to see Cam Neely uh, on the second line of the Bruins with David Krejci, Jake DeBrusque, and uh, I won't say the Leafs because it was Mayer who asked this question. Let's say against the Canadians, just wreaking havoc in the offensive zone, racking up goals, uh, levying some hits, maybe dropping the gloves. That would be amazing. And yes, it would be so great to have Neely on the podcast as well. Legendary Boston Bruin, my favorite hockey player of all time, and also current team president, um, which all put together would make him uh, the perfect guest to have on the podcast. Should the Bruins get a team dog and what should they name it? Well, sure, why not? Right now, Charlie McAvoy has probably the cutest dog in hockey circles. Otto the Rocket Dog on Instagram will make him the um, unofficial Bruins dog at the moment. And he is pretty much the cutest thing uh, I've ever seen. His picture with sleeping with an alien from Toy Story uh, is amazing. And I'll share that again on the Twitter story, or sorry, the Instagram story is at Locked On. Boston Bruins. Finally, Mayor asked, do all your listeners know it's your birthday on Tuesday? Well, nope, but I did mention that uh, I'm going away to celebrate my birthday. And yes, my birthday is next Tuesday. I won't mention the number, but it begins with a four, ends with a zero. And I have kind of conflicted feelings about that. But, uh, you know, still a kid at heart, still talking hockey every day. And uh, yeah, trying to make the best of this 2020 which is so crazy uh, with that said i hope you all have a safe and healthy thanksgiving i know it's a tough time for a lot of people especially if you're not able to gather with family and uh, just know that yeah you're not alone that there are people in the same boat 
And there are also people out there who uh, are willing to lend an ear if you're struggling, um, check in on your friends, and uh, just try as best as possible to you know, abide by the restrictions in placed upon us in relation to COVID so that we can all hopefully have safer Christmases and hopefully things can get back to normal here in 2021. Uh, like I said, I'm off up north for a little bit. Uh, excited to just read some new books. I got the new one by the author of Beartown that I mentioned the other day. Hoping to watch some Netflix, um, Interstellar's on Netflix, one of my favorite movies. I might revisit that one. Uh, and just, yeah, trying to relax and take a much-needed break from, from this crazy year. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. I'll be back on Monday with a special guest and uh, back next week with uh, three podcasts for the week, like usual, uh, until we get to training camp where we'll be back to five days per week. Thanks so much for all your love and support, friends. Please do take care of yourselves, and I will catch you again next week. Peace.